Hey guys, welcome to another news update here on Buzzing Pattaya. And uh, what a week. I tell you what, there's been a lot of things been going on, a lot of discussions uh, you may or may not be aware about. Um, but certainly things are looking on the up and uh, there's a lot of things to run through this week for our news update. Uh, I'll also update you later on about the uh, situation here with the studio and how we're getting on and things and the new computer that Bo's busy working with. Uh, so yeah, really, really good week. I've had a really good week and I hope you guys are having a good week too. So, the news. Well, there's been a lot of developments. Uh, a lot of the information I'm getting here is from the Pattaya News. So if you want to follow up any of the uh, discussion points today, please have a look on their website and check it out there. Uh, it's a very informative website and uh, they're always up to date. So have a look on there, guys, if you want to follow up any of the chats that we're going to have today. So the first one, good news. This is really good news. Uh, the tourism minister uh, is, is, uh, is going to postpone the 300 bar entrance fee uh, and cancel the Thailand pass. Now, what he's saying is that he wants to postpone the 300 bar entrance fee that was uh, originally in place and that they're looking at bringing that in in the fourth quarter, uh, possibly at the end of 2022 or maybe the early stages of 2023. And uh, so his, his feelings are that if he stops the 300 bar entrance fee, that's going to encourage you to come over. I've got to be honest with you, I don't really see 300 baht being a life-changing amount of money that will, will be the decisive matter as to whether or not you do or you don't come over. But nevertheless, it's a step in the right direction. Um, but what it will do is it will affect how much money they get. Because obviously, you know, the thousands of people that will eventually start coming through the gate, uh, that will be a huge sum for them to lose. So at least it's showing willing. Uh, as to how far this will go, I honestly don't know. Truth be told, I remember, and help me out here, guys, but wasn't there a 500 bar exit fee? Wasn't that in place? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I haven't, I haven't left the country for so long, I don't really remember. But I, I seem to have this feeling there used to be a 500 bar exit fee that you used to have to pay when you got to the airport. So, uh, But anyway, you, you know what it's like. It's all about the money, and yep, that's what he's going to do. Um, so what he's going to do is he's going to propose it to the CCSA and uh, say, look, if it's passed then it will take effect after the 90 days uh, from the date of announcement on the Royal Gazette. Uh, what they're also looking to do, which is great news, is they're looking to bin off the uh, mandatory insurance requirement. They're saying that that may now not be necessary and that uh, if you don't want to have it, uh, then you, know, you don't need it. I would say probably based on the fact that there's still quite a lot of uncertainty here in terms of whether or not you are or are not positive, with regards to testing. Um, I personally think if it's not a massive increase in your premium and it's not something that's gonna break your bank, then I would maybe suggest that uh, you should keep it just to be on the safe side. And I would guess probably moving forwards, I would be surprised if insurance companies don't part that, uh, don't part that, don't make that part of their mandatory insurance policy. Uh, I would imagine that's what it will come as and it will just be a given included in your said insurance. Um, so anyway, so it seems to me that there are there are considerable steps moving forwards. Uh, there's a good vibe in the city right now. There seems to be a lot more people here. So slowly but surely we are taking steps towards, note the word, towards uh, a slow but sure recovery. And all these things that they're proposing will obviously help in the future and make life a little bit easier for you guys. And uh, we want you to come out here. So let's keep looking forwards. Fingers crossed, things are on the up. So here's one for you. And I am completely 
totally, utterly out of my knowledge bank, my depth. I have no idea what I'm even going to talk about here. But the public health minister has been in all the papers recently uh, claiming a victory over cannabis decriminalization. That's a long word, isn't it? Decriminalization. Wow. Anyway, so now they've been saying some things here, and guys. I really don't know about this kind of stuff. It's not my cup of tea, so please bear with me if I make a fool of myself, which is highly likely. Don't hammer me. I really have no idea about what I'm talking about in this particular subject, but uh, it is a good step forward if you are into that kind of thing. And uh, if you don't understand it like me, well then, hey-ho, nothing to worry about. And if you do understand it, well then clearly. So what's happened is going, the public health ministers claim victory over cannabis decriminalization and when I read through the article, what they were saying is, like, you've got to love this one. You can plant as many trees as you want in your back garden. <laughs> and I'm laughing because, can you imagine, like sitting out in your garden, your next door neighbor's got a whole, what, what's it called? Is it, uh, oh, I don't know what you call it now, when you have a, a big, big load of uh, plants. But anyway, um, let's say he's got a, a, a forest. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. There is a name for it, isn't there? When you, when you put them all together, there's a name for it. Anyway, but imagine like you're sitting outside and suddenly you get a waft coming over. And uh, again, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but does it not get you like pretty high and stuff like that? I really don't know. Uh, but anyway, so the good news is that I'm guessing in the not too distant future, there will be plantations popping up all over the place in people's back gardens. And uh, it's okay because you can claim it's for medical benefits. Apparently, it's used to treat insomnia. So it's uh, so the uh, article says. Now, I don't really know. I mean, guys, is that your kind of thing? I'll tell you what we do have, and a lot of people have been uh, not slating these, but a lot of people have been saying, Trev, you know, it's just a gimmick. But we have a lot of these, uh, what was it, CBD, oh, I'm really sorry, is it like CBD or something like that? Anyway, they, they got these uh, these cafes where you can go in, you can get a drink and it's all like these different herbs and stuff. I mean, like I say, I really have got no idea what I'm talking about here, but it's in the news, it's big news. It might be good for you guys, but anyway, expect to see when you come out here, once it's been uh, all done and dusted and it was actually, um, it's, there's a cannabis ex expo in Buriram right now. And uh, this is where the public health minister made the announcement. So I'm guessing in the not too distant future, we're gonna see lots of uh, plants everywhere and people walking around in, uh, in a state of, of uh, unawareness, I guess, uh, around. I, I really don't know what it does. You know, I've never really been into that kind of stuff. I, I've never smoked in my life. So obviously the ability to, to do that kind of stuff, it's just not been something I've ever partaken in, which is probably a good thing, really. Uh, but anyway, so there you go, guys. If you are into that, quid's in. Uh, right, now, more good news, more good news. So I'll tell you what, it's been one of these weeks. So the Bangkok Metropolitan Administration, I'll tell you what, I'm popping out some large words this week. I'm, I'm quite impressing myself. But we're gonna shorten that to the BMA. So the BMA has made a proposal that they're gonna submit on June the 17th to cancel, cancel the mandatory mask uh, uh, policy so that there is no legal requirement for you to wear a mask. Now I've gotta say, being totally truthful with you, if you ride around the city now, yeah, of course you can see the masks, they are very dominant in the, in the public uh, out there, but there's still quite a lot of people that are not wearing the mask. So I think 
I think what's going to happen there is if it is passed and they can the mask off, and I know there's a lot of you guys watching this, you know, and I'm going to say myself included that have got no, I, I just don't get what the mask does because you're inhaling your own uh, exhale, which I was always told is, you know, is that not asphyxiation or something like when you put a bag over? Well, I'm not saying put a bag over it. <laughs> I'll quit while I'm ahead. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is if you breathe out and breathe back in what you breathe out, that ain't good, is it? That's, that's what I was always taught. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I don't really like the mask. Before we were in this situation, you know, Thai people used to wear a mask quite a lot, particularly on their motorbikes. Obviously, the, the uh, emissions out there and the smog and all the fuel and uh, the uh, exhaust fumes and stuff, it is worth wearing a mask if you're out on the roads, I think. Um, but, you know, that's what it is. So, uh, they're going to look at cancelling the mask mandate. They've proposed it to the CCSA and it's going to be uh, discussed on June the 17th. So, let's see what happens from that one. Also, at the same time, they're going to talk about legally opening all the places here until 2 a.m., which is fantastic. You know, it's, again, it's another huge step forward for us. Um, right now, you know, let's just say uh, the rules are maybe being bent a little bit. Um, you can find that kind of thing if you look for it. But, you know, to actually have it legally open until 2 a.m. is fantastic. And clearly, clearly it's an indication that we are making huge steps forward uh, in the battle against the situation because it, you know, it used to come out at midnight, and now it's not gonna come out until two o'clock in the morning. So you're, you're okay at two and then you're gonna quickly get yourself home. But anyway, so the point being is, it's good. You know, we are stay, uh, stepping forwards. So fingers crossed, the mask mandate, 2 a.m., jobs are good. Now this one, <laughs> I've gotta laugh at this. Well, no, I'm not laughing at the individual, I'm laughing at the concept. So. Those of you that are my age and maybe older, um, you will remember when you were at school, no doubt you had corporal punishment, i.e. like the cane and the slipper. It was very, very prevalent when I was a kid. You know, I was constantly getting the cane, constantly getting the slipper. You know, we had, oh, we had some crazy teachers. We really did. You know, you used to have to stand in the corner with a piece of chalk and push it against the wall and if it dropped, it'd whack you. You know, all these kind of, who remembers the uh, technical drawing, the T-square? Remember the T-square? Oh, we had, a, we had a teacher in our school that used to whack you with it. You know, it really was brutal. Anyway, the point being is right now, there's a massive uh, thing going on between some parents and a school teacher. And what happened was, there was a 12-year-old girl was made to do squat jumps in a group in the whole class. They were all made to do squat jumps because what had happened was there was a pen that was broken and there was some ink spilled on the teacher's desk. She asked everyone, who was it? Who did it? Put your hand up. Obviously, no one's put their hand up and said it was me. So what she did was she got the whole class to do 50 squat jumps. Now, that was the, that was the initial part. And then she asked them again about, had you done, you know, who's done it, put your hand up. And again, nobody came forward. So what she did was she then made them do another 60. <laughs> so this young girl, this 12 year old girl that was being made to do these squat thrust, uh, these squat jumps, sorry, uh, went home, was uh, tired and, and felt unwell. They took her to the hospital, and uh, she actually was admitted for six days, it says here. Six days she was admitted to hospital because she was in a, in a state of uh, unwell, and uh, she was feeling quite tired from all the squat jumps. Oh, dear. So what they did then was the parents went to the school, and they said to the school teacher, 
cough up, you've abused my daughter, my daughter's now in hospital, and you have to pay the hospital bill. And it's gone through the process of uh, the, the school administrators and stuff like that, and the said teacher, uh, a female teacher, she is now going to have to foot the bill. So there you go. But the reason why I kind of, I don't know guys, I don't know what you what you feel on this. I'm, part of me, I remember when I was at school, you know, you used to have fear of the teachers. And if they said to you, you do something, generally speaking, you would do it. And of course, if you push the boundaries, you knew what the consequences were of pushing those boundaries. And for me, it was getting the cane. You know, you used to have to go down and see the headmaster, sign the book out. He would ask you what you would do, what you'd done wrong. You'd have to tell him. And then you go up to the teacher that was gonna give you the cane. He would write in how many strokes you got and, uh, and the reason for the discipline. The slipper was a little bit different. The slipper was more a case of, you know, if you misbehave, come out here, bend down, touch those, whack. Now go and sit down. We used to have one teacher, uh, I won't name him, but we had one teacher who was a, prof a semi-professional tennis player. And uh, he, had a, he had, who remembers the old rubber plimsolls, the really flappy, flimsy ones? My Lord, he could generate some pounds per square inch without a tea. He had a proper forearm. And uh, you, you used to get whacked with him. And it was really difficult not to go and sit down with tears in your eyes because he really could generate some pure power. I mean, obviously a semi-professional tennis player, he could whack it. And he used to bend you over and whack. Sure, man, that used to hurt. So, you know, guys, did you used to have corporal punishment? Were you disciplined at school? And I'm not saying what this teacher's done here is correct. I'm not saying it's right. But what I'm saying is, for me, it was all part of growing up. I know nowadays you can't do it. I mean, I don't even know what you can do as a teacher in England. I'm guessing probably nothing. I'm sure it's the same around the world. Um, but yeah, so this 12-year-old girl's parents went to the teacher and said, yep, thank you very much, pay up, and the teacher's got to pay. Uh, right, next one. So the walking street owners, uh, business owners, are uh, well, very unhappy at the moment. If you're not aware, there's a lot of building work right now going on in walking street. And the business owners have been putting a petition together. They've been up and seen the Patea City Hall Council and said, look, we need this speeding up. Why is it not happening? Because it's causing chaos, which it is, you know, in true, in true traditional style here. If you go to Walking Street, it's just carnage. And their argument is, look, people are coming over here now more and more. This needs to be wrapped up, done and dusted because people are coming and saying, what on earth is this? You know, I'm having to climb over a building site to get through Walking Street. And the City Hall basically dismissed their, uh, their appeal. So what they've done now is they've gone onto social media and they're saying to all the people in social media, please can we make people aware of uh, the situation and try and push to get this overcome and uh, to get the building work finished. I have to say it's a little bit tongue in cheek because they've had plenty of time. You know, the last two years would have been an ideal opportunity. And uh, they did start the very early of this situation. They did start doing a lot of uh, underground cabling and stuff. But now they seem to be digging it all up again. It's like really, at this stage of, uh, of coming out of what we've been in, really and truly speaking, we should be ready to rock and roll and not be starting to dig up holes and make it all a bad situation again. So yeah, so Walking Street, if you do go to Walking Street, be careful, watch your foot in, uh, because there are plenty of holes, lots of big holes as well, so you don't want to be falling down one of them if you had a few too many. So uh, yeah, just be careful guys, Walking Street is not really walking at the moment. Last one, uh, and again, Another thing that, you know, they tend to overlook here, but you know when you walk around the city, you see all the cables everywhere. There's so many cables. Overhead cables seem to be the in thing here. And what's happened is in John Tien, 
in soy eight, it really is horrific. It's like a bird's nest down there, it really is bad. And so they've, again, they've put their proposals forward and saying, look, can you please come and tidy up? Can you do something for us? Because it really is dangerous. Uh, there's lots of cables, just bare cables dangling down. And you know, I'm, I'm not an electrician, so I don't know whether you would be able to touch them and you might get a zap. I really don't know. And I don't want to volunteer to find out. But the point being is, you know, you might not see the cable. It might catch you in the face or in the eye, you know, something like that. It might be live. I don't know. I really don't know whether these are live cables or whether they're just telephone. I really don't know. Um, but, you know, you might even, you know, I've seen someone, remember they, they hang right down? You know, you might be talking to someone, term and it, you know, could catch you. So what they've done is they've put a request in for a cleanup. They've asked for it all to be done and dusted. So fingers crossed that will happen. But guys, be very, very careful because there are a lot of cables you'll see them and what they do and I don't understand this and maybe if you're an electrician you can help me but what uh, I see as well is that they'll run the cable between two posts but then they spiral it and spiral and spiral so they've got like maybe another three times that length available now I guess that's maybe a bit of forward thinking that, oh maybe we need this but surely you can just cut it put a connection and run a new one why do you need to have all these big circles of cable hanging around because they are pretty unsightly and uh, for all intents and purposes, they could be quite dangerous. So that's the news today, guys. So like I say, uh, just to recap, the tourism minister uh, is, is uh, proposing to postpone the 300 baht entrance fee and uh, cancel the Thailand pass. That's going to be done. If it is passed in the Royal Gazette, it will happen 90 days after that in the fourth quarter. The public health minister has now managed to obtain cannabis decriminalization. Oh, man, I can't believe we can say that in one go. Uh, the Bangkok Metropolitan Administration, the BMA, uh, they're looking to propose to cancel the mask mandate. They're going to be putting that to the CCSA on June the 17th. Uh, the 12-year-old girl, bless her, you know, she's done 110 squats, was admitted to hospital for 12 days, uh, sorry, for six days, and the 12-year-old uh, the school teacher, the 12-year-old school teacher is going to have to foot the bill. Walking Street, be very, very careful there because it is a bit of, a, of an upheaval at the moment. And John Tien, if you're around the Soye area, look for all the bird's nests, all the uh, cables. It really is quite dangerous. So that's the news today, guys. Uh, just to update you, the studio, we're going really, really well. Thank you very much to everybody that's kindly supporting what we're trying to do here. We are soundproofing everything. We are going to get there. We're going to get a new microphone. Um, th there's a lot of things that are going to happen. Uh, Bo's now going to learn editing. She's got a computer now with two screens. I pulled her leg the other day, I said, you know what two screens mean now, don't you? She went, what do you mean? I said, but you've got to go twice as quick. And she looked at me and I'm like, I'm only joking, bless her. Uh, but no, so she's going to be learning how to do the editing, which is going to be fantastic. So the editing should be improving and uh, should be a lot more enjoyable. So yeah, things are going in the right direction. Uh, don't forget, coming up at the end of this month, Escape, Escape Nightclub is going to be opening and a go-go. Uh, have a look on the Facebook page. Just, just type in Escape Pattaya and you will find us. Uh, have a look on there, it really is uh, something special. The buzzing bar is going on nicely now, it's starting to find its feet and starting to you know, become more and more popular, which is fantastic. Thank you very much to everybody that supports what we're doing. All right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And uh, as always, please, guys, remember to hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video. Uh, check out Discord, over 16,000 members now. It really has just exploded. It's going from strength to strength. It really is a great uh, platform. They're full of knowledge. And if you'd like to support the channel and the work that I do here, uh, there is a link in the description below and membership starts for as little as 89 pence a month. All right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.